Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlan is here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We have a sermon I believe that's going to enrich you. It's entitled, The Dawning of a New Era. Are you a believer? When Jesus rose from the dead, you did too. His resurrection took you out of darkness and brought you into an everlasting dawn. A new day. I get up every day in the morning and say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's like a Mr. Rogers thing. We're about ready to celebrate Easter. What a blessing of God. I want you to call a friend, tell them to turn that television on. They're going to be blessed. You're going to enjoy this message, the dawning of a new era. If you always look for the dawn, it's always a new day. Watch. Would you turn with me to the very, very familiar passage of Matthew chapter 28. There's such revelation in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me make this uh, announcement. I've said it here before, and some people don't seem to understand this. There's a vast difference between being raised from the dead and being resurrected from the dead. I mean, it's night and day. When you're raised from the dead, like the widow uh, Nain's uh, son or Jairus's daughter, you know, uh, and Lazarus, they all die again. See, when you're raised from the dead, you will die again. But when you're resurrected from the dead, you never die ever again because you receive a new body. Now, write that down in your Bible and always remember that. Praise God. So if you think a miracle is a, a great miracle being raised from the dead, it's good. But it's not good as good as being resurrected from the dead. Because the death has, oh, oh death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? That's amazing. So there's a vast difference between that. And you need to recognize and understand that and know that. As I want to talk about the resurrection, because what else could it be? Because you see, when you understand that, when he rose from the dead, you rose with him. It was all in the plan of the Father. Do you understand? And it took the Father to get him out that grave. And I want to make this announcement. Jesus was such supernatural. You know, when he was born, he came from a closed womb. You think about that. The virgin birth from a closed womb. When he resurrected, he came from a closed grave. What? The tomb, the, the stone was not rolled away so he can get out. The, to, the stone was rolled away so you could come in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The angel moved the stone away so you can look in there and see something. He blew right through that thing. My God, with that new celestial body, which I'm going to have myself. It's going to be wonderful. So I want to read some scripture this morning, and I love it. And, 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 you know, there's so many different places. You cannot preach all resurrection sermons because of it's, the resurrection is such pregnant, it's pregnant with revelation. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. So that same power that the father used to get him out that grave, and it didn't come through the stone. He went right through the rock, just like he went right through the door and right through the walls. That's what happens when you get that new body. Isn't that something? God used that so that me and you, we were raised with him. Now you think about that. We were resurrected when we were born again. So I want to start with Matthew chapter 28. And I want to read verse 1. I like the old King James Version. And I want to focus on a couple of words in this first verse. It said, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn. Would you underline the word dawn? In other words, when you understand the resurrection, there's no more dusk in your life. There's no more darkness in your life. God is light in whom there is no darkness nor shadow of turning. So dawn. See, when somebody gets 
saved, dawn takes place. I want you to understand that word. The title of this resurrection sermon is the dawning of a new era. Now that happened 2,000 years ago, but when somebody gets born again, it happens again. They are raised or resurrected from the dead, which means their spirit is now in contact with God. Let me read it again. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. How'd you like to be called the other Mary? Watch that. And the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, the word behold means look. There was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. So during that earthquake, Jesus came out that tomb. Then this angel descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it, sitting upon the problem. I preached a sermon 40-something years ago, sitting in your problem. You got a problem, sit on it. Sit on it and make it a pulpit to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the angel did. You think this is going to hold my Savior? Hold my God? He was out of here before I rolled it away. So I'll just sit on this thing. <laughs> his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Now, why would you send a whole army of people and keepers to protect a dead man? because they knew he would raise from there. In this particular chapter is five infallible proofs of the resurrection took place. Just like he was birthed, the angels proclaimed his resurrection. The women saw him. Jesus came himself and proclaimed it. Now here's the best one. His enemies said he rose from the dead. When your enemies say you rose from the dead, you rose from the dead. You resurrected from the dead. So let's keep reading. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Verse three again. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, that means respect of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel said unto the woman, women, fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly. And tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. So this angel is bringing a message from Jesus himself. And they departed quickly, the ladies, from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to read this whole chapter. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, all hail, and they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Woo. He had now poured out his blood upon the holies of holies. Man was declared righteous, boy. You could come boldly to the throne of grace. Woo, that was powerful. And he started talking. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren, and they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Why wouldn't the men at that sepulchre? Because they were scared. But them women, buddy, I'm going to tell you something. They did an amazing thing. They actually corrected the sin of Eve. Think about that. Those women corrected all that right there. My God, hallelujah. 
It was amazing. Because, you know, women, the man's been blaming women ever since they messed up in the garden. Where were you, Freddy cat? <laughs> Them guys were in there sh shaking in their boots, and they corrected it all right there. Oh, Lord. Watch verse 11. Now, here comes, this is when your enemies believe you rose from the dead. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. That's the people knocked down, messed up there by the, by, by the grave. After watch, and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money. Everybody say large money. Unto the soldiers saying, say ye his disciples came by night and stole him away while he, we slept. Now that proves to you they paid these people off to shut them out. This is not biblical history. This is recorded history. Ooh, I love that right there. And if this come to the governor's ears, which meant if these boys didn't do their job, Rome would kill them all. You see, there was a seal on the tomb. Not only was the stone so heavy, they sealed the tomb with a seal. And if you break that seal, you got problems on your head because Pilate said, put him in that tomb. <laughs> Watch this. And they took the money. Well, let me just read it. And they came to the governor and said, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. What day? This day. Nobody wants to admit it, but it's real. Because never a man spoke like that man, Jesus. Because never a man lived like that man. I've got to keep reading. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. Now listen to this crazy statement. But some doubted. See, even if you see something, doesn't mean you're going to believe. People say, if I, if I see it, I believe it. No. There's Jesus physically there. But some doubted. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, why? He has a mission and a commission. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and number one, teach or preach to all nations. Number two, once you taught them something, baptize them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Number three, teach them to observe. How many things? All things whatsoever I have commanded you. He commanded us to do this. Now, I love this last step. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. In other words, you will never walk lonely. You'll never be by yourself once you've accepted Jesus and the dawn of the resurrection has saved your life. God in you, God with you, God by you, God around you, this hope of glory. See, the dawning of a new era. See, this is not a religious thing. This is a birth. When you believe in the resurrection, Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection because he changed Saul of Tarsus into the apostle Paul. This dawn of a new era. So when I lead someone to Jesus, which I do quite often, the dawn comes, the dust leaves, the darkness goes. Think about that. Because you're saved by grace. My God. All this Jesus did because the Father commanded it to be so. 
So I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. The resurrection gives all of us a job to do. We must prop propagate or propagate the gospel by our witness. You see, you've heard me say thousands of times, the only Jesus some people may ever see in you is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. See, you have to understand that we are witnesses of him because we were raised with him. Let me say it again. The resurrection gives all of us a job to do. You've got a job to do if you're born again. We must propagate the gospel by our witness. People say, you talk about God all the time. Why? Because I am a witness of what he's done, doing, and going to do. Spiritually, physically, financially, every area. He had no financial trouble. Jesse got no financial trouble. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Oh, I can't believe that because you haven't been resurrected. Your dollar needs to come up. If you get resurrected, you see, the problem is if you raise up your dollar, you're liable to go down again. Think about that for a minute. When you understand this resurrection, what it means, that means you speak more with your witness than you do with your mouth. Do you see what I mean? You ought to be lit up like that angel. Instead of sad, sick, disgusted, and busted. My God, how can anybody ever get depressed or discouraged or despondent when you read this? Because it's happening to you, especially you that are born again. And if you're getting born again right now, oh my God, a resurrection is taking place. A dawn is coming. And dawn is beautiful when you see it. The resurrection gives all of us a job to do. We must propagate or propagate the gospel by a witness. Write this down. What God expected of the first church, he expects of us as a body still. What he expected of that first church. Because Easter is the birth of Christianity. He expects of us today. We have to constantly be birthing people into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's way of doing and being right. Living our life closely and holy. Believing in him and letting people. Some people can't believe in him first, so he'll get them to believe in you. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, so he can get you to this God Almighty. So this dawn of a new era, you see, I never get tired of this. Why? Because see, Easter's every day for me. You follow what I'm saying? So I want my light to shine brightly to the point that you can put sunglasses on yourself when you look at me. And the knowledge of who Christ is in me or in you. So what God expected of the first church, he expects of us as a body still. Think about that. So I, people say, why do you preach so much? I mean, my Lord, when are you going to retire? Never. Why? How do you stop being a witness once you've witnessed? Even if the trial's over, you're still a witness. Do you see what I'm saying? This light of the gospel. Everywhere we go, everything we say, everything we do is a witness of this great resurrection. So never a man spoke like that because never man lived like that. Be you therefore imitators of God as dear children, so you're gonna get mad at me when I say that. So never a man spoke like me. Because never a man lived like me. Now if that makes you mad, you're not ready for me. Oh, I've made some people mad right there. You're not ready for me. Why? Because I believe in this resurrection. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on up. Yeah. See, when you understand that, that's why people sometimes get very aggravated with 
the gospel in terms of prosperity, in terms of healing, because they're not ready for you. Because you see, all they are is darkness. You light. Turn on your heart light through a witness of who God is. Ooh, Lord, write this down. If the world is not one for Christ, the fault is not God's, but man's. See, we can't win the world. Jesus said, Lord, I'm with you always. Don't tell me I can't let my light shine anywhere I go. He's with me always. Why should I be embarrassed when he's right there inside me, around me? He gave me his name so we can touch. Don't tell me I can't touch this world. I can do it today through social media, through broadcast television. It can happen. Ladies and gentlemen, we can preach through the whole world on the internet in seven minutes. 7.8 billion people can hear the glorious resurrection message if you've got the guts to do it. So it's not God's fault that this world won't be saved. That's why he gave me this theme. Go do the work. That's St. John 14, verse 12. Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Not Christianity. He that believeth on Christ. The work that I do shall he do also. Whoa. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. In other words, I got technology to do more than Jesus did because he physically walked on the earth. Not that I'm better than Jesus, never will be. But by God as he is, so are we in this world. Somebody shout somebody. Do you understand that? Do you know your child got more power than the devil if he's born again? Your kid can kick the devil's brains out. Years ago, we had a nursery at Justice Planets Ministry. We had a little boy. He was about five years old. Sweet little boy. God, full of the Holy Ghost. Just, just, just fine. Well, anyway, uh, I think it was one of the kids, was it Jordan? I think it was Jordan, which is uh, uh, Ricky's uh, granddaughter's, uh, Jordan, she just got married. Make a long story. She came in kind of sniffling. You know, had like a little cold or something like that. What was that boy's name? Can you remember that little fella's name? Uh, 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 he was such, it was Byron's son. Byron was such, he taught his children. So he heard a kind of sniffling. He come up there and he said, Jordan, he's five years old now. You know what the word God says about healing? We got to stop the sniffling. He's five years old. This boy got resurrected. Power, you understand what I'm saying? He said, hey, I'm going to lay hands on you. How? Glory to God. Jordan going, okay. And he prayed for her and she got touched by God. Five years old. The devil said, good Lord, man, I can't even go in the nursery and get beat up. That's when you teach children the resurrected power. That kid understood the power of the resurrection. Say, so ain't got time to be in this sick man. Ain't got time. <laughs> He's about this big. It was so funny. I loved it. I thought, my God, I'm going to have him preach on Sunday. He could have done it too, buddy. He was a blessing. Why? Because he understood the call. He understood that people need to be saved and healed. And he was a witness in the nursery. Isn't that amazing? My, my, my. Write this down. The resurrection affirms hope. Everybody say hope. hope. The resurrection affirms hope to a, strict, to a stricken and sinful world. It really does. The resurrection affirms hope to a stricken and sinful world. It's not confined to just holy days, holy places, or holy callings. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Every day is Resurrection Day. Not just Easter Sunday. 
Jesus' resurrection is where our hope comes from. Isn't that powerful? His power in us is the answer to number one, sickness. Number two, brokenness. Number three, lack. Number four, depression. Number five, oppression. Or any problem in life. Thank God Jesus rose from the dead because we wouldn't have a chance. Let me tell you something. It established Christianity right then and there. And I tell you, all you have to do if you're not born again is receive Christ, the hope of glory, and it'll be a new dawning every day for you. I mean that sincerely. I get up every morning going, what will we do for the Lord Jesus Christ today? Watch this. What will he do for us? It's, it's a two-way street, and it's just such a blessing of God. It really is. I love it when you send me questions, and I want to answer one right now. This is a very, very important question. This is one from Patsy. She writes this. I heard you say that Jesus bore our grief, so we shouldn't grieve. My husband passed away suddenly. How do I let go of grief when all I do is worry whether or not he made it to heaven? That's a great question, Patsy. First, he, he bore our grief and he took our sorrow. So you should miss him without a shadow of a doubt. And you're worried about him going to heaven. Let me tell you what you do. Instead of focus on the promise of God, that you got the promise of God down to a thousand generations, which means this, it's just your husband's tough luck he married you. Get saved whether you like it or not. See, God's mercy and grace is so beyond what the intellectual activity thing. Intellectual people, no, no. You see what I'm saying? So I would focus on the promise that he's there and the grief will go away. And Jesus took it so you don't want it. It's, you know, it's like fear. It's torment. But you should always miss people. And I believe in that. Now stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. It's, I'm telling you, we're having a great time in this, in this message. Take notes. Watch this. I'll be back. We've been to Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all over, preaching the gospel. Jesus! And how can they hear lest they have a preacher? the world forget the words of God. And the only way they're going to do that is with voices and people like me and you. That's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. Come on, it's time. that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything He's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm going to show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. 
you can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for success. Order your copy at JDM.org today. We're so excited about our April product offer. It's Kathy's new book, Suited for Success. Listen, God has suited you for a victorious future. I tell you, my wife can write books, boy. She's very good at it. That means he gave you all the essentials you need to succeed in life. That's what this book is about. It will teach you all about that. Suited for success. Boy, she looks good, doesn't she? Praise God. All you want to do is be a success going somewhere to succeed. So get it today. Just go to JDM.org for all the ordering information, and you'll be blessed. Partners, what can I say? 47 years of preaching this gospel, and we've never had a financial deficit. Can I say it again? You know why? I trust you, and you trust me, and we both trust God. And I'll never quit saying that, no matter how many times my staff hear me say it, because trust is a wonderful gift. It is such a blessing. Thank you for supporting this ministry the way you've done all these years. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important in reaching people changing lives one soul at a time. To me, it's not about money, and I will not be lazy with your seed. Man, people say, but, but Jesse, you keep going. I mean, when are you going to retire? I don't think I will. I mean, I, God's always giving me projects. I'm 73, going on 74, and I feel like a million bucks, praise God. And it's such a blessing of the Lord because, you see, every day is a new dawn for me. I don't know about you, but it is for me. If you don't know Jesus, accept him today. Just say, Father, forgive me of all my sin. I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior because I believe with my heart today in Jesus' name. That's so simple that you need a good theologian to help you misunderstand it. I mean that sincerely, buddy. God's word is true. So welcome to the family because you said it with your heart and not with your head. Now, don't miss next week. We've got the dawning of a new area, part two. And I'm telling you, man, you can get up every morning going, Whoo, it's going to be a great day because Christ in me, the hope of glory. Okay? We love you. We appreciate you. Happy Easter, my God. We're having a wonderful time. See you next week. Bye-bye. you know angels are real and many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Ladies and gentlemen, our April partner offer is our theme for this year. If you keep the faith, everything, and I mean everything, is yours. How do I get that? You go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. And I'm telling you, it will bless you because if you keep the faith, everything is yours. It'll let you know it all belongs to you. The resurrection affirms hope. 
to a stricken and sinful world. I got the answer to your sin. I got the answer to your sickness. I got the answer to your brokenness. I got the answer how to get you out of debt. I know how to get you in there, man, if you listen to me. I can give you more than hope. I can give you manifestation, spiritual, physical, and financial. 